one of the signs is you tend to start from scratch and you go to the creative function in your brain. It's like, what do I want to do? How do I want to do Like, this is a sign. You either need a system or you need to go back to a system that you tried before and use the system and improve what needs to be improved. You need to have the mess before the system. We're talking about not being messy, but creating the system first before you actually have done anything is just as much of a problem, if not more than being in a mess to start with. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of Next Level Influence. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation because Melanie and I were having a candid conversation off air and we actually decided to press play and give you a little bit of a sneak peek into what we were talking about because the conversation was so good. I thought this is too good to not share with other people because I'm sure this is something that you either are experienced or have experienced or experienced with your clients. And that's having this or being in a a messy part of growth as you strive for that next level of where you're going. Really looking forward to having this chat with you, Melanie, today. Yeah, well, (laughs) so I, I guess part of the relevance here is that I bumped into some of this with someone. I won't get into details, but we'll just say I quickly recognized this person was in that hump of, oh, they're stretching into that next level growth, but things are really messy behind the scenes and it was impacting things that we were working on. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, all right, I recognize what's happening here. And it gave me a, a little bit of empathy and compassion because we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Like I just come out of a really messy, you know, growth. And, you know, Sam and I were talking about like, there's a time when you've got to get messy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a time when that messiness is just costing you too much. Totally. And really recognizing inside yourself, knowing like, what are the signs that this messiness has to transform to a different approach to growth so that we're not getting hit by the cost of it? And um, CMI was mentioning that for many, many years, I actually wrote a chapter in a book about this. this I called it the power threshold. I think there's probably a much better name for that now. <laughs> but this idea that there are different zones that we move in and out of all the time. And one of the things I look for as in terms of like achieving productivity and really self-assessing where I am is recognizing which zone I'm in. And I'll just paint this picture really fast and we can unpack whatever feels like you want to go deeper on. But I think where we find a lot of people, entrepreneurs in particular, is They live in this zone where there's too much going on. Mm -hmm. Like these are typically visionaries and high creatives and people with multi-passions and they get themselves overextended. They're busy all the time. They tend to spin out and drop a lot of balls and there's this pervasive state of overwhelm. And then I contrast that stage, like the overextended stage at the other end, there's this not enough going on Mm -hmm. and there's this like uninspired monotony 
There's no momentum. You know, the creativity is stale. They're really bored. And you mentioned something I think that we should pause here before I get to the third stage. You're talking about this unconscious pattern that tends to kick in for people here. Yeah, totally. So something that I've noticed, I have done this and it was a conversation that I was having last, just last week with a group of friends that there's an unconscious pattern that when you're really, really bored, because you've got to remember as entrepreneurs where, you know, we're go-getters, we, we like to, to do things. And unconsciously, a lot of people when they're bored will break things in their business so things fall apart. This isn't something that they necessarily go out to do. They might just say, oh, just, I'll just try this one little thing, you know, to create some excitement and all of a sudden things fall apart and it can have dire consequences in your business. The person that I was speaking to said it actually, you know, cut probably around $250,000 to $300,000 off their revenue just because they were bored and they broke something. So it, it's not the zone that you want to be, that's for sure. Yeah, it's reminding me of a quote that was going around about 10 or 12 years ago. Just because you're bored doesn't mean you should stop doing what you're doing and start something new mm. because your audience is just starting to get on track and and they're just starting to pay attention to what you're doing. And I think highly creative people get bored really easily and they're like, okay, like I want more. I want, I want this to work faster. Or they, they're bored with whatever they're teaching. It's like, it's time to do something new. But really what they're doing is they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's such a great example of that. Absolutely. I was just curious, you know, since we're talking about unconscious patterns, going back to the overextended, over busy, do you notice unconscious patterns that maybe lock people into always being with too much on their plate? I think that one of the things that I see with people that are in this place is that there's a fear of hiring someone. Mm -hmm. There's a fear of bringing something into their business because they're afraid that down the track they might not be able to necessarily pay the wages or cover the wages, even though they can at the time. And it, it's this fear of, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, rather than thinking, well, I can afford them now and they're gonna take this mess away, which means we're going to be able to grow so it's such a, a limiting thought of not being able to bring a team in to help you. And I think that in this topic, that is the number one problem that I see. Mm. What about for you, Melanie? Yeah, as you're speaking, I was realizing, I think fear is the key there because I can also see the fear of missing out. That FOMO energy is often what lands us in that overextension space. Mm -hmm. So we've got this fear of missing out. I want to do it all. I see all the things I'm going for it. But then the fear of maybe being upside down financially or not having clarity of how to invest for growth properly keeps them from getting the support they need. And so then they live pervasively in this overextended dropping all the balls space. So I can see that as a very unconscious pattern. So that was dead on. Yeah. So let's talk about like maybe where the goal is. And then I want to unpack this, this messiness a little bit more. And again, maybe this isn't always the goal. Let me just say, I think there's a very high quality zone that when we can figure out how to spend like at least 80 to 90% of our time there, we're going to move the needle forward. We're going to be able to move the right projects forward. We're going to be able to like 
really enjoy more of taking our business to the next level. And that's this idea of finding this like zone of high performance, this zone of like, we're moving the right things forward. Things are working, you know, like I'm doing the things that light me up and give me joy. And I think in this zone, the way I experience it, and I experience it through my clients is there is a, enough creative tension that is there because there's clarity of where we're going. And people are taking that bold action that's moving the the ball forward, that's keeping them inspired and engaged, but not living in that pervasive overwhelm. And so I guess what I was thinking is we don't remove tension and stress. Like there is a good stress that lives there, but it's not so much that it's costing us our health and our well-being and our state of peace. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. And I want to go back to something you said right at the beginning of that. And you sort of, you took back goal and you said it's this zone. And I think that that's a really important distinction because when we're in this perfect zone, we can't actually keep this up 24, 7, 365 days of the year. And this is something that I learned that this perfect zone can't be sustained for long periods. And there's a book by the founders of Basecamp called Shape Up, where they talk about six-week cycles. And I don't know if you've read it, but this book completely changed my idea because my first mentor talked about, we used to do things in 90-day blocks, 90-day cycles, and I felt it was too much to sort of sprint, I guess, for 90 days at a time. So I started to implement 30-day cycles with my clients, and I felt like that was too short. We couldn't quite get things done. And then I read Shape Up and and they have six-week cycles where they do a six-week in this perfect zone that you're talking about with that right amount of pressure and getting things done, but then like a two-week rest period. That's what we have implemented in our business and I love it. And I think it's really important because this, you know, getting in the zone, I think a lot of the overwhelm and this trying to keep balls in the air is because we're trying to keep this up all day, every day. And it's, we're human and we just can't. You know, we were talking about this and realizing that sometimes there's a certain amount of messy growth required to get an idea out and flush it out before you move into that zone of more flow and ease. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we just went through this mm-hmm. with Next Level Influence, the show, right? Yeah. Because we started so messy. Like we actually started the show as an Instagram live series. Mm-hmm. I think we only had like a one week lead in too. Just, yeah, you know, we, we had the like, idea boom, let's and went, let's it. just do it. <laughs> and think about that for a minute. How many times as you're listening in today, and actually we'd love to hear from you, like wherever you're listening to this or on social, or whatever, give us a little shout out if you find yourself here. How many times do you overthink and paralyze yourself on something because you think about it for so long that you talk Mm. yourself out of doing it or you're Mm -hmm. bored with it, right? But that idea was a seed that might've been worth pursuing. And so sometimes starting messy tells you two things, either A, definitely not doing this, not where I'm meant to be, or B, there's something here, but I want to shape it. Mm. I want to simplify it. I want to streamline it. I want to, I want to give it more like foundational strength so that it can be easier to keep up with it from that point. I think that's what happened with Next Level Influence. 100%. And you know, as you were saying it, and I'm a very visual person. So what I visualized as you were saying that was almost like a potter's wheel. I don't know if you've you've done pottery. I've only used a potter's wheel once. It, it was messy. You know, you get your clay and you throw it onto the wheel 
and then you have to shape it into something but when you throw it on there it doesn't look like anything it's just a big you know it's a big mess and it takes a while to shape it and turn it into something and I'm a big believer that starting messy is the right way to go I think that too many people try and get it so that it's shaped before it turns into anything but as a little, you know, a peek behind the curtains, we had this conversation of, well, we don't know if this is anything or not. And the only way to know whether this is something we want to continue with is just to get going. So it was, let's just start with an Instagram live. I think by week three, we decided that was even not going to work. And we reshaped it and, and recorded it and put it out on different socials. And then it wasn't until about the nine month mark that we said, you know, okay, we've got something here and now let's turn it into a podcast. And over that course of that, that previous nine months, there was a lot of messiness of systems. It was the first time that both of us had ever co-hosted a podcast. So how do we share notes and who's doing what and who's doing reach out and who's creating images and all of the things, there was a lot of mess there. I feel like we're finally at a point where it's not anymore and we've got everything systemized and, and, it, and it all flows beautifully. So I guess why I'm sharing that story is that we do need to start messy, but we can't continue messy. There has to be a, like a line in the sand where we're like, okay, we need to change it up now because this is a little bit stressful. I feel like we could do a whole series on, you know, the the power of messy, <laughs> but yeah. I feel like in this moment, like it might be worth exploring, like, how do we recognize that we shouldn't be continuing the messy Yes, and it's time to maybe add some strategies to simplify or streamline whatever that next path is. I'll tell you one, because it's right in my face right now <laughs> that comes up for me is if you're in this messiness and maybe it's because you're doing a lot of stuff yourself, you might recognize you're dropping a lot of balls mm -hmm. and it's not just balls that are impacting you, but now it's starting to affect your clients or it's starting to affect strategic partners or people maybe that you are arranging some kind of visibility for, right? Somehow the people that you're serving or you're collaborating with or, or doing things with are being negatively impacted and you're probably on the verge of it affecting your reputation now. Mm, mm -hmm. And you, you got to really think about like, okay, how long am I willing to let the cost of dropping balls impact me before I do something about it? So that's mm, a sign mm -hmm. that I see a lot, especially with bootstrapping entrepreneurs. 100%. I think that is definitely one part of it. The other side of that, that could be shining a light that things are too messy is that you start not having the time to do what you need to do because things are taking way longer than they should be. You know, in the example that we were just talking about with Next Level Influence, you know, you and I were spending a lot of time reaching out to each other and saying, oh, have you done this thing? Or, you know, oh, I've just noticed we haven't got something scheduled or what date is this going? And it starts to take probably not even double time, three, four, five times the amount of time that it should be taking, which means it's taking you away from activities that are going to give you a much higher return on investment. Yes. Okay. There's so many things going through my brain around this one. <laughs> All this little more nuanced to me is you are 
yes. And I think we also sometimes when we're in that zone, we are getting invitations to do things that could be deal breakers, that could be massive mountain movers, right? They're the coveted opportunities and we are missing them because you, A, you haven't read the email because you never have time to read all your emails because you're doing all the other things or B, you're so disorganized that you are not able to execute on it. So the mm-hmm. time passes. And so this might be maybe the immediate outlet reaches out and says, hey, we'd love to interview you. And you can you don't have the bandwidth to get to it. Or somebody says, hey, we'd love to interview you for the show. And you're like, oh, my God, I'd love to be on the show. But you never follow through. Mm-hmm. Right. Or there's a speaking opportunity and they need you to move quickly because that's kind of how it happens but you're so jam packed with all the stuff that you never get to. You don't have the space. Mm -hmm. I knew somebody once Sam who they were so in the disorganized state all the time. He just stopped reading his email. And like, and then later, like a year or two later, he went back and he started going through his emails. He's like, well, I sure missed out on a lot (laughs) and maybe that's okay. But I think for a lot of us where opportunity can be that gate, that gateway to something really amazing you probably want to have a system in place or a way to respond to those mm-hmm. because they don't keep coming if you don't say yes to any of them. Totally. Can we just dive deeply into systems for just a minute? Because I feel like this is the one piece that's going to get you from messy to being able to take these opportunities with both hands. Mm-hmm. And either you need to create the systems or, and and I I say this, like, please consider this, have someone else create your systems for you. Because if you're at this point where you're super messy, adding another piece to the puzzle is just going to make it a lot harder right now. So if you're in this position, like bringing someone into your business, bringing a new team member on or your first team member to be able to help you to make, to put these systems in place is going to be a game changer in your business. I totally agree. I think the two-part solution to any messy energy and also to also bring you out of that complacent, uninspired space, you can use this as well, is systems and having the right helpers on your team. Yeah. Whether that's full-time team members or part-time contractors or virtual assistants, like having people that can basically take things off your plate and do them the way that need to get done is such a game changer. And again, I would just say that sometimes bringing those people on in the beginning, you're starting something again. It's a catalyst moment. You're you're taking action. So expect that there may be 30, 60, maybe even 90 days of some messiness while you're getting things organized and the procedures documented or up-leveling those systems to match the person you brought on. Mm. We just went through this, Sam. <laughs> As you know, I brought on a new team to help kind of manage the business. The person we had on before went on to other opportunities. And so it was time to bring someone on. And I was so excited to have them come on. And then I realized, oh my gosh, we got to go back and like really fine tune the systems to match how they, basically what their skills are. And so even if you have the best systems, sometimes you go through a little bit of that messiness while they're learning them, while they're improving them, while they're fine tuning them. So they match where you're going next. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the sayings that a lot of people use is, oh my goodness, like I just took one step forward and two steps back. And it's got this really negative energy around that 
quote or that statement. And I prefer to think of it as a bow and arrow. You know, if you've ever done archery and you've got your eye on the target and the first thing you do, like you lock in on where you're going on the bullseye. And then the next thing you do is pull the bow backwards and you have to pull the bow backwards for the arrow to shoot forwards. So I prefer to think of that metaphor rather than, you know, one step forward, two steps back, because there is going to be this point where it's going to feel like you're going backwards. So have that thought of the arrow so that you can shoot forward into, you know, onto the bullseye or onto your goal rather than having this negative energy of we're moving backwards. Well said, totally well said. I love your metaphors today, Sam. You're dropping some good ones. (laughs) (laughs) She's on fire. (laughs) You know, I was just thinking there's another sign that I don't want to skip over before we close out today, because I, this is actually one of the things I see the most is when people reinvent the wheel over and over and over again. I was, uh, I was working with one of my mastermind clients to kick off a new masterclass to do enrollments for her program. And she started like going through and like asking all these questions. And I was like, oh my goodness, we have a system for this. Like, where's your system that I mapped out for you the last time we did this? And so, uh-huh. you know, one of the signs is you tend to start from scratch and you go to the creative function in your brain. It's like, what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? Like, this is a sign you either need a system or you need to go back to a system that you tried before and use the system and improve what needs to be improved. But don't, you know, like recreating the wheel, reinventing the wheel over and over and over again is a drain. It'll keep you from actually getting into action and getting better results because you're using up so much energy to start over. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure yep. we brought that one in because I see a lot of creatives who sometimes make up the story that systems and structures limit them. Mm-hmm. They're there to let your creativity mm-hmm. soar, but to do it inside a structure that you know performs well. We all do what we do because at some point or one of the things that we're striving for is freedom. You know, we don't want to be tied down to a job or to, you know, to share someone else's message. We have big visions to be able to move forward. And what is going to give us the freedom is the very thing that a lot of people pull away from. And that is the systems. The systems will give you the freedom to do that. I just wanted to say one little thing before we wrap this episode up on systems is that I'm a big believer that you still need to, and we're talking about messy success here, you need to have the mess before the system. We're talking about not being messy, but creating the system first before you actually have done anything is just as much of a problem, if not more than being in a mess to start with. And I hope that makes sense. Because I also see people really holding themselves back from launching or releasing some sort of big idea because they think that the system needs to be perfect. So this this messy start or this catalyst needs to happen prior to the system. It's just, you know, embrace that this is what's going to happen. Embrace the mess. Let me me just check in with something that you said there, Sam, because I want to make sure I really understand that because it was very powerful. Are we saying that we don't need any system or are we saying be willing to let whatever system you have be messy? Like you might have a like a little bit of a structure, but no, it's not going to be perfected. 
or are you saying no system at all? I just want to make sure I was really clear on that. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying don't create the system before you've created the thing. Ah, yes. Let be willing to create the thing and be messy with it. The system mm -hmm. can emerge from it. Correct. And I'll just add, like for some people, I think their personalities do need a little bit of like a structure because you've never done it before. And you're like, I don't yep. even know where to start. Uh -huh. So be willing to have a system as like a, as like a checklist or a set of ideas get messy with it, figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work, and then build the system you're going to use over and over and over again from that. And by the way, you and I have both had a million conversations with seven and eight figure earners. They all started messy mm -hmm. and then built the architecture for seven and eight figures after everything was a total disaster. And they're mm -hmm. like, okay, there's something here, but I'm mm -hmm. not going to get to seven and eight figures if I keep doing it this way. Totally. And I think it's worth saying that most highly successful people start messy. 100%. I've loved this conversation, Melanie, because I think it's something that a lot of us keep behind closed doors, not realizing that it affects every single one of us. I know I have before. What's really interesting is that not so much anymore because the people that I surround myself with, we, we have these conversations often and we have a lot of laughs about it about the things that we've done and, you know, the things that we've broken, you know, we're at that point where it's just like, huh, yeah, we've done it again. But now we understand, all right, what do we need to do to be able to move forward? Yeah, absolutely. Sam, where can people like go deeper with you after being inspired by messy success and getting into the zone? Yeah. So something that we talked about very briefly, I guess, as a golden thread through this whole episode is really making sure that your energy is working with you and not against you. And I think that one of the best ways to understand that is to really understand your human design understand how you're designed to interact with the world, you know, the kind of help that you need to be able to build your business. So if you want to learn more about that, go to samanthariley.global forward slash advantage and download a copy of the Human Design Advantage and start to understand how your energy, you know, is designed to work and so that you can start implementing or, you know, bringing more of that into your world. That is a really valuable tool, by the way, Sam, because your human design tells you a lot about how to stay aligned. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, I highly recommend that you go get that. Well, thank you. I'd love you to share yours because you have some amazing, amazing value to add here too. Thank you. So we've recently designed a quiz that is like a self-assessment to help you really see, are you spending your time and energy on the things that are actually going to move you to be more visible and more hireable and more monetizable. And I, we call it the highly paid authority quiz. And what you'll do is you'll discover, you know, what's really blocking you from being at that level, at that six, high six, seven, maybe even eight figures as an authority that's being paid well. So if you go to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz, and we'll link that up in the show notes, you'll be able to take that quiz and it'll lead you to some mini training on the back end to help you really look at like, okay, if this is my primary block, this is what I could do differently right now to get in front of the right audiences, to really use my energy and my intentional action to get better results in my business. I love that because a lot of quizzes show you where the gap is, but they don't give you that bridge to 
be able to get to the other side and to do something with it. So love that so much, Melanie. Thank you. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad that we hit record on this little topic that we were talking about, about getting into the zone of success and really moving out of that that messy zone that that we all know so well. So thanks for diving into this with me today, Melanie. Yeah. Thank you. Can't wait to hear some inspired uh, shares from our listeners as well. Absolutely. Please share what's come up for you in this episode and some different things that you've done to be able to get through this messy zone so that you can inspire other people as well in your world. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social and be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode. Yeah.